Rutgers, Sparty, and Davis had a mullet before mullets were cool. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. This is episode 45, and we're coming to you after a nice little victory over Rutgers, 49-10. And to be honest, man, this one was a bit of a snoozer, dude. Uh, 49-10, but not a lot to talk about except for maybe Ryan Day's attitude, a little late hit out of bounds, and possibly C.J. Stroud throwing into quadruple coverage. What say you, Senor Davis? Uh, Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, this game. Listen, as I watched it, and I'll probably just like the players. I do have a hard time getting up and getting it, uber excited and, and interested for a Rutgers matchup. They make pills um, for that. They do, and I just I don't even know how to take that. I'm not going anywhere near <laughs> that. But anywho, <laughs> they do. They do make pills for that. But. <laughs> I've heard. I've been told. I'm not. You've been told. Yeah. I've been told. Yeah. But listen, at the end of the day, anyone that watched that game, did we beat them by 39 points? Yes. You know, did we uh, play well on defense? Yes. Did we play pretty decent on offense? Yes. Will we balance on offense? Mostly. Yes. Um, It just it, it just felt like. I don't know. It just it felt off for some reason. And it's hard to explain. I mean, especially when you beat someone 49 10. How does that feel off? But it did. Um, I think it was clear that Rutgers had a game plan to try to keep CJ Stroud for beating us or beating them through the air. So they did a lot of cover two. They dropped a bunch of people back. They did make it difficult to, to get some of those passing lanes open. But of course that opened up the running game, which chop, which, you know, Trayvon Henderson wasn't available. So Mayan Williams, uh, decides to go crazy, runs for almost 200 yards and five touchdowns, tying an Ohio state rushing record for touchdowns in a game. And ultimately, we still put up close to 500 yards of offense and kept them, I believe, under 200 yards of offense. So overall, it was a pretty, uh, pretty solid game, even though it just didn't really feel right for some reason. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt really slow from the beginning, and it kind of felt, you know, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I kind of hate the games where we just come out and kind of like run the ball three yards in a cloud of dust, although it was way more than three yards. I'm just saying, you know, repeated runs all the time. And shout out to mine for having such a great game. But God, man, it's it's sometimes it's dreadful to watch. Well, let me ask but, you this. Do you not think before you go on, do you not think maybe this is also I mean, when's the last time we had five straight home games in back to back to back to back to back weeks? Right. Do you not man, think yeah. maybe there was a little bit of just some complacency? You know, because at least there's a mix up when you go on the road, then there's a little bit of nerves. And, you know, it's just I think it just kind of this big homestand, but it was kind of like lolling a little bit at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know what, though? I think it's kind of affecting the team a little bit. And because if you listen to national media, they're actually holding it against us. Well, we haven't seen what Ohio State can do on the road yet. Ohio State's had all these home games against cupcakes. They haven't done anything on the road. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, this many home games. 
you know, that's it's rough in a different way. You know what I mean? It's good for home field advantage, but it's 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 rough on your psyche. And it's also rough in the eyes of the national media, because to them, we haven't done anything yet. And I think I think it's going to reinvigorate this team, knowing they finally get to have a road game um, at Michigan State, which I'm sorry. You know, I know we'll get into it, but is not proven to be the best team this year, but at least. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good environment to go on the road for. So hopefully we kind of get our energy back and get prepared for that game. That's true. Then we have another bye week. And, um, you know, make sure you check us out on that bye week, by the way, a little little uh, in episode promotion here, you know, because that's generally the week we like to start talking some of the CFP stuff and getting into that kind of fun stuff. Conversations about scenarios and, you know, what college football is all about. So make sure you check that out. Uh Moving on, um, can I interrupt Davis, one more time? Can I interrupt yeah. one more time? And I wanted to mention it last episode. We talked about it. Can I at least give a one-year anniversary to the whole sausage bet that <laughs> um, showed up on our timeline or our Facebook like last week or whenever it was? <laughs> where <laughs> now? Listen, you, no, no, no. Let me do it. For those of you who don't know, Chad lost a bet last year on a week, and the deal was you had to change your profile pick. And I simply picked a, a picture of the biggest sausage I could find. Just a plain picture of just a sausage. I mean, the sucker had to have been like a foot and a half long. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just put it as a profile pic. So, of course, <laughs> the comments he gets on his profile pic are gold. Absolute yeah. gold. Yeah, because there's 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 no you know there's no explanation of why or how. I mean, you try to change it like two in the morning, but of course people wake up and they're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, and of course you know the thing is there's plenty of explanations for it, but none of them are going to be good for you. <laughs> none of them. So it doesn't matter what I say. Like they were going to come with the artillery, and they did. They did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're still waiting Hillshire Farms for our sponsorship. I'm t- dude, I still stand by what I said on our video podcast many times, and that is just that nothing splits the buns. That's all I have to say. <laughs> like a Johnsonville sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that didn't hear it, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what episode it was, but I will tell you this. We haven't really updated our YouTube, nor do we really plan to moving forward unless we do another video episode, but... That was definitely also included in one of our video episodes. So if you get a chance, scroll over to our YouTube page and check that episode out. Crazy. So anyways, back to this Rutgers game. Tell me this, Davis. If you got to take away one thing from this, you know, if somebody asks you, Davis, what are you going to remember from the 2022 Ohio State Rutgers game? What are you going to tell them? That's a good question. Not much. Quit thinking about sausage. Start thinking about football. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, for those of you who don't know, this is this is already our second attempt at an episode because some a-hole not named Davis decided not to hit the record button. So we who went a different we went a different route here. At this point, we were already talking about for some reason it got a, brought up about a childhood mullet, and we were off on another tangent at that point. So I wish I wish somehow there was at least a recording of that because it was pretty funny, but I'm trying to refocus because we literally did almost the entire podcast without recording a second of it. And then had to redo it. And this is not the first time that has happened. And listen to me. Was <laughs> am I the guy that pushes the record button? Yes. Have I always pushed the record button? Yes. Do I think it's my fault that it didn't get pushed? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. not gonna take that. 
Yeah, and I, I definitely don't think it's my fault either. So I don't know who's to blame. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we look up the clock and we say, hey, oh, we've spent this much time. By the way, uh, it's not recording. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, now we got to start back at square one. But anywho, ultimately, guys, about this Rutgers game. Uh, sure, I'll probably remember Mayan going nuts, you know, rushing for five touchdowns. But really, after that, maybe... Stroud throwing into quadruple coverage thinking he's Superman. God, man. What do you think it is about Stroud? Do you do you think because I, I get this kind of feeling. Do, do you feel like it's maybe his immaturity and arrogance that that makes him do things like that? Or do you just think that it's just the fact that he thinks he's that good? Uh, I, I don't think it's fair to say he's immature. Or anything like I mean, he's had enough games now that and been with the team long enough that I, I think we're past that. Um, he's not constantly throwing into that much coverage, so I can maybe give him an out that maybe he misread it or didn't see that it was a certain coverage. Maybe he honestly believed that some I, I don't know what he saw. I'll be honest. Dude, you just don't make that throw. I mean, they had the nickelback drop into coverage right there in a cover two. And you got double help over the side, and then another guy comes in, so it's essentially quadruple coverage. And there's like a window the size of a freaking spaghetti noodle that you could put that thing in and be successful, and he attempts to throw. You know, this goes back to what I said before, and I'm not saying anything about C.J. Stroud as a quarterback. Like I said, I think he's phenomenal. He's definitely a Heisman contender this this year, and he deserves all the clout that he gets. But I just think that I think he sometimes rides the line with his ability. Like he thought he could make the play, like you said, trying trying to be a superhero. But superheroes, oh, damn, I can't even say that. They usually win. They usually. Win. Yeah, I was I was waiting for you to go somewhere dark. Like, well, every superhero falls, you know. Like, I was waiting for this to get real dark in a in a hot second. But my point is, I just don't want him to get too big for his britches a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. I get that maybe in this game he's feeling a little bit, you know, he's feeling a little bit uh, Baker Mayfield-ish, a little dangerous. You know what I mean? Trying to thread a needle in there. But you don't need that, man. And those are the kind of things that can change the momentum of a big game later on this season. Later on in Big Big Ten games or possibly CFP playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that those decisions don't overcome him in the face of serious competition. I understand that perspective. I, me, for one, I think C.J. Stroud gets a bad rap a lot. Uh, I think he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best. And he is constantly criticized. And sometimes it seem, it's unfairly. Uh, obviously, that one play, that was pretty bonehead play. And, but, you know, I can give him a pass every once in a while. Or Does he sometimes overthrow or underthrow some players? Uh, do I think that he was a little bit off against Rutgers? Yeah. But... You know, if you look at the grand scheme of everything he does for the team, I mean, he's never. Can you ever even think of a game where we blame him for why we lost? No, absolutely not. You know what? But I let mean? me ask you this real quick. And I just I'm think just he gets a bad rap. rap. I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap for someone that is probably the Heisman front runner at this point. I agree. But what would you say with this? That I'm playing devil's advocate for everybody out there. Don't chop my head off. It's not how I feel. I'm just asking you from a devil's advocate standpoint. How many times? Already this year, when we've talked on this podcast, have you said, I just feel like CJ was a little bit off? Uh, probably just a couple times, really. I mean, the first game. Well, we've only season, had a couple of games. We've had five. Yeah. Two out of five. That's not very good, bro. 
Well, listen, and I know you're glass glass half empty. A more glass half full kind of guy. Well, I'm playing uh, the advocate here. Well, but you're also talking in a half truth too. It's like there's always some half truth be- behind sarcasm. Like I'm just joking, but not really. So I, I get it. You are playing devil's advocate, but in a way, you're probably telling some truth in there because you're right to an extent. There's been a couple games he's been off out of five. Okay, and first one I can give him a pass because it was. You know, at the time, it's a top five opponent. There's some nerves coming into the game. It's an opening game of the year, and your top receiver goes out within the first two plays and kind of throws a wrench in what the game plan probably is. You have some young wide receivers, so he's struggling a little bit. I understand the first game. The Rutgers game, I can kind of give a little bit of a pass to because I think the game plan Rutgers did was to try to, you know, eliminate the big plays downfield. Um, Stroud's trying to force it downfield a little bit, realizes it's not there. And the fact that it's Rutgers, you know, it's it. I know their players are supposed to be up for the game, and I know Ryan Day said, you know, we want consistency every week, we want the fire every week, but it's still Rutgers, man. It's probably really, really hard to get up for that game. But they make pills for that. Yeah. Well, didn't we already talk about this? We already talked I, about uh, pills. Yes, we did. We've already I, talked about pills. Rewinded about ten minutes. This we, was not part of the unrecorded version. Ew. The the recorded version. We've already talked about pills. Okay. <laughs> this did. We're not a we're not a pharmaceutical company. I just want you to know there's options, dude. Obviously, you're having problems. <laughs> now you sound like my wife. Okay, <laughs> I've told her I don't need medicine. I, I can don't take care it. of this myself. Okay, <laughs> I'm a grown man. I can take care of this myself. I can take care of this myself. <laughs> but anywho, uh, that I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I I'm not saying he's struggling this year. I think so. I want to hear your opinion on it because you say you're playing devil's advocate, but how do you, how does it make you feel with what you think his play, play has been? Cause obviously the stats are still pretty much there and he has a lot of the hype and we definitely have seen the talent that he has. And we know he's one of the best, but what is your explanation maybe for some of these ho-hum games you're seeing? You're probably going to disagree with me, but I've said this since the first game of the season, as a matter of fact, and you can go back and listen to it. The to reaffirm is better quarterback. No, that's from last season, and I'll <laughs> that take that one. I'll season. take that one formally. You're going to take that L on the forehead as long as I know. God, man, he looks so good in the spring game to come out and just suck. <laughs> but anyway, back to CJ. I will live and die by this. I think CJ might be one of the most talented quarterbacks that's ever played at Ohio State, and I mean that. I just think in his head, dude, he's just kind of – I don't know, dude. I, I think he's still – I'm sorry to say this. I think he's still immature. I, I still am not 100% faithful in his decision-making ability. I feel like that pass that he tried to force was a perfect example of it. Now, does he do a lot of things right? He does, and I'm not saying that. I just feel like he's slightly immature still. I feel like maybe at the end of this year when we get into the second half of the season, you know, maybe that maturity will come along, especially as we play some better teams and we go on the road and more hostile environments. Like that could change everything, but I just, I'm not fully confident in his decision-making abilities. I've always said that he doesn't run when he needs to. And now he's trying to force balls into coverage that I'm sorry, you know, the best quarterbacks in existence are probably not going to make that throw six out of 10 times. So I don't know, man. I just like to see him don't do too much. Stop trying to be Superman. You know, what you're doing is working. Stick to the game plan Make smart decisions. Pick up five yards if you can with your feet and slide. 
like just the, the simple things, dude. And I think he's he's tried to buck that so much. Like I almost feel like he's going against the grain on purpose because he just doesn't like to be told what he's got to do. Like that's almost how it feels to me. And to me, that's a sign of immaturity. It's not a sign of anything else other than immaturity. I'll be honest. I, I just disagree. Uh, maybe not completely. Uh, well, it's a good but, thing that nobody cares what you think on this podcast. Well, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like Howard Stern's show where they're literally just listening to see what kind of bull crap will come up with next. It doesn't matter if we're right, wrong, and different. They're just curious what's going to happen next. Well, I was kind of talking about C.J. Stroud, but I guess if you want right, to rip so me listen, completely, I want to I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that. So the reason why I disagree is I think that over the last handful of years, Ohio State fans have become spoiled because of the talent that we've had at quarterback. Uh, and I think we put unfair expectations on the quarterback. I'm not saying that you're wrong in the fact that the, he does make some mistakes. Okay. But I want you to tell me any other quarterback. Well, I'm not talking about remember, mistakes, though. I'm talking about decisions. Those are two yeah, different things. Well, then tell me, tell me another. So when's the last real good quarterback you can remember that really didn't make stupid decisions? Oh, man, that didn't make stupid decisions. Well, I mean, they've all made stupid decisions. Exactly. But I felt, I no, felt much more no. confident. No, and I'm getting ready to say something astounding. I'm getting God, ready to say something astounding. Everyone, listen up. <laughs> There's something about C.J. Stroud that I absolutely, I just feel like, like I said, like it's almost like he just doesn't want to be retained. He doesn't I think like you have a personal problem with him. I think I you don't, have a personal issue. I did, trust. Remember were how you in the autograph about? line and he didn't give you an autograph? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> that really what happened? <laughs> you remember how we talked about last week? How we thought Trayvon Henderson was the much better running back, you know, but we trusted Mayan. Had the higher, talked, he has the higher ceiling, I think, but Mayan's been a lot more consistent, more. I trusted like Braxton. I trusted like Terrell's decision making process. Did you? Because every time I've talked to you about Braxton, you roll your eyes and you say, he's Oh, I hate him. Worst five quarterbacks we've ever God, had. God, I hate him, but I trusted his decision making. Really? Yeah. Ability and decision making are two different things. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like CJ's the most talented guy in the world, but I just feel like there's just something I don't I don't know, dude. It just gives me a weird feeling. Like I feel like he just kind of bucks the system to bucket. I don't know why. Maybe I I I I'm not sure if people agree with that. I definitely don't necessarily to the extent you're saying. I understand he's made some mistakes. And I understand partially where you're coming from, but I don't think he's immature. I don't. I think he understands this system better than almost any quarterback has understood the system. Well, then let me ask you I, this. I think he's a great decision maker overall. I think he reads the system. I think he occasionally makes either bad reads or bad decisions, but it's not that consistent. I mean, there's a reason why he still has, what, 18 touchdown passes to only two interceptions. Okay. I mean, that, that's so a let me ask ratio. You Other than one time in the red zone, and you know which play I'm talking about, and he didn't get in. Why else would you roll out as a quarterback? If, if your decision-making is sound, if you're all about your team, why else would you roll out to the side, like you talked about the punter, 30 yards of open field in front of you and not take off running? Stop behind the line and try to force a throw to somebody. Why else would you do that? Only thing I can think of is you're either afraid to take a hit or the coaches advised you to not do, the, do so. I mean, that's about it. All I can think of, and... 
I think it's partially both. I mean, I think he understands he has a lot of value. He's expected to be a top, you know, one of the top draft picks uh, this upcoming year. And he's taken a few more hits this year than he did last year in some either scripted or unscripted running plays. There's a few times he gets hit and makes me a little bit nervous. But, you know, I don't really fault him as much as I used to for that. I think the reason why we're having such a hard time getting over that is because we were so used to some running quarterbacks over the last bunch of years. And to finally see someone that won't even take easy yards, it's just hard for us to fathom. That's exactly what I'm saying. That is an attitude thing. That is a maturity thing. That is a... It's just a different thing. I think he's the most talented quarterback that's probably ever played Ohio State, and I think he's probably going to break every record before he leaves here, and I will always regard him as as such. I'm just saying like his decision-making ability I don't think is quite there, and I think when he's two or three years older, I think that's going to change. Or when he gets to the show, I think that's going to change because it'll have to. I just feel like now he's kind of like in the I-do-what-I-want kind of phase of his life, and he knows that he's good. And he knows that he's talented. He knows he can make every throw out on the field. And I agree with him. I just think that fully, he is not like fully committed to it like that. And that's what I think you see when you roll out to the side and you have 30 yards of green in front of you and you don't take 10 yards. That's the dumbest thing ever. Like, and that's the only thing. Cause he, dude, he's a smart kid. Are you kidding me? He has to know that that's the play there. He has to. And I guarantee you that Ryan day is not telling him, Hey man, if there is a freaking cow pasture in front of you with no one in it, please don't run. Please, for the love of God, don't run. You stop hell, there and you the, force that hell, ball into triple coverage. Will run. Even the punter will run. He will. He proved it this weekend. <laughs> and then take a shot. <laughs> he took a shot. Take but a to be honest, absolute piss missile to three yards now, off the I do the not out. blame Cruikshank for that because he kind of deserved that. I'm not going to lie. I get the competitive spirit. Um, you know, that's what you're taught to do and that's what you did. But you're up that many points, dude, and you fake a punt like that. You better be you better be ready to catch a little bit of face mask, dude. <laughs> which which was good to see some fire out of Ryan Day finally. You know, he's I mean, we seem a little fired up sometimes, you know, and definitely giving the referees an earful a few times. But man, that's the first time I saw him get, you know, real heated. And he was sitting there pointing at Crookshank and uh the Rutgers team, and then, you know, um uh Shiano comes over and they kind of get nose to nose and you know it I'll be honest, it, for the first time that entire game, it's like, hey, Tribes fans, signs of life, you know? It was, like, dude. I Part of me is excited about that a little bit just because – and, and he, it's because that there was class between those two coaches. Um, even, even though uh, I'm glad Shiano's gone from Ohio State, um, I do respect him. I always have. And I think that that was just a misunderstanding and that's two good coaches coming together. And it was a misunderstanding between them two. And you could tell that after, you know, they actually figured out what the heck was going on. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Neither one of them was bitter about it. They were just like, well, hey, you know, it happens. That's football. And that's the way it should be, man. You should be able to freaking, you know, scream at somebody for a minute and then, you know, let bygones be bygones and you move on. But, you know, so much of that doesn't happen today. So I don't know. I was excited to see the fire to Ryan Day, though. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that behind closed doors, what we're not seeing, I'm pretty sure Ryan Day can get pretty fired up. Um, I think he kind of puts on a little bit of a coach face when he has to. Uh, but I think the real Ryan Day has a lot more fire under him than what, what we're probably used to seeing. But let's go ahead and spend some time getting into this Michigan State preview. Um, give me your just early overall synopsis of what you're kind of expecting to possibly see out of this upcoming weekend. Again, it is our first home game. It is, oh, I'm sorry, our first road game. Uh, it is a four o'clock kick, and I believe it's uh, ABC, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think it is, yeah. For once, I don't have it in front of me. I usually do, but I don't today. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, My first thought, man, I'm not worried. And generally, I am versus Michigan State. But this team is just bad, dude. I've been, And I feel like I've been saying that about like every week. Well, <laughs> but this I'll, be, team... I'll be honest. The Big Ten is not very good this year. It really no. isn't. Besides the top three or four teams, I mean, hell, after you go Ohio State, probably team up north, and then Penn State. I mean, who's our fourth best team? Maryland, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm sorry, but you know, I I'd always try to have the Big Tens back, but this year we're not we're not good as a conference. We're not. No, and I just. I think Michigan State's on a downturn here, obviously. Um, I just think, dude, it's going to be bad. I really do. Um, now, the only thing they do have going for them is that they always seem to play as tough, always, every year. Um, and, and I'll give them that. And also, you know, there's always that little, like, factor where it's like Michigan State pretty much knows they're not playing for anything significant at this point. Like, you know what I mean? They've They've got too many losses. So, like, the best thing for them to do would just be to just, you know, R. Kelly us. You know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> if, if I thought some of the stuff we did said wasn't bad enough already, you're trying to get us removed. <laughs> I meant. Well, you, yeah. Don't even elaborate. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have went there. I watched too much. Ah, hell, just anyway. go ahead. I'm actually curious where you're going to go with this. Let me hear I it. I meant just piss on us. That's what I Damn meant. God. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. I asked. <laughs> man do i regret saying that no you don't no i don't (laughs) but yeah i I just think that that's kind of what their you know their motive is and that's always a little bit dangerous when you go against a team that has nothing to lose you know the underdog you know but that's really the only two factors i can see in this game man i think we're going to score early score often Michigan State's terrible pretty much on both sides of the ball, so I really don't see this being any kind of contest, man. I'm thinking another big win for the Bucks. At least this one will be on the road so the national media can quit giving us crap about playing five home games in a row. Well, the national media still will be like, ah, well, they're a garbage team. I mean, I thought that we've we've shown out of the, the top three teams, of course, us, Georgia, and Alabama, that we've been the most consistent. Um, we've not really had any super tight games, obviously the Notre Dame game, but that's still, it was a top five team. Of course, their argument is, well, they're not anymore. It's like, well, of course not. Even if they didn't lose another team, we still beat them and they wouldn't be in the top five. So that argument argument's almost irrelevant when you play them. That's the ranking you go by. Sorry. Um, we didn't barely scoop by a Texas team by one point that Texas team had their backup quarterback in. Uh, we didn't struggle against Kent State and almost, you know, lose to Missouri on the road. Uh, Ohio State has shown that they've been a lot more consistent statistically and everything else over the last handful of weeks, but yet they still have Georgia and Alabama, one, two, whichever way you want to switch those. So uh, I don't think it's going to matter whatever we do to Michigan State this weekend in the eyes of anyone, to be honest with you. I will be curious if we continue this. Uh, what the CFP committee actually thinks, because the CFP committee has been shown to not be super biased towards that. And if they feel that Ohio State is definitely looks, you know, looks like the better team overall, they'll put us ahead of them. But we still have until what beginning of November before that even happens. Yeah. And we you know what? Come to think of it, to be honest, we have not played a game this year with our full staff. No, we've 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 had injury 
uh, uh, tons of injuries this year. More, almost some more than I can think. Almost any other year. I mean, key defensive starters, uh, our best wide receiver. Um, you know, arguably one of our best running backs has been kind of in and out a, a handful of games. Uh, we've definitely not been full strength, and here we are still leading the country in points per game, and what third in the country in yards per game. So I feel like I feel like the juggernaut that is Ohio State's offense has not really fully been used at this point, like to its full potential. You know what I mean? We use it for a half, use it for a little bit. And then, you know, like this week, you know, not really use it that much. Um, and we're still blowing people out. So I can't wait to see what this team does when we play four quarters of starters. Same. So with this Michigan state preview, um, for those of you who may not watch Michigan state, um, started out kind of highly ranked. I, obviously I think obviously that was not, you know, they were way too highly ranked in the preseason, but uh, they get through a couple cupcakes and then they get pretty much curb stomped by Washington um, and then turn around and lay a pretty big egg against Minnesota. And they've not really shown that they're very good at all. I mean, statistically, they're in the bottom half in defense and the bottom half in offense. I mean, they're giving up over 22 points per game and over 400 yards of offense on average. And they've not really played too many really, really great teams. I mean, Minnesota's probably the best team they played. And then Minnesota turned around and lost to, you know, a very average Purdue team this past week. So uh, I, I'm not expecting the the Buckeyes to have a lot of issues moving the ball and scoring. Um, and if you look statistically at where Ohio State is now, I mean, we're creeping into the top 20 in almost every statistical category on defense. Uh, I I think this game's going to get out of hand again. I think it's, it's going to look very similar to what the Wisconsin game looked like, in my opinion. I agree, man. And I think the only thing they got going for them is, like like I said, that it's home. And, you know what I mean, that they have nothing to lose. Those are I mean, pretty much the only two things. They basically need gale force winds and hurricane weather and the field to be slippery and then still hope that we don't cover a 23-point spread. Yeah, I don't see it happening, man. So... Let's roll into it then, man, because, I mean, this is the point where I start thinking about it. T- tell them about the prop bets from last week and tell them what we got going for this week. Okay. Well, um, let's give our score predictions first. Normally we'll throw those. Uh... What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you just, like, got hit in the crotch or something or <laughs> yeah. if that was, like, an unsure or I'm not ready or. <laughs> yeah. My son came in the room, dropped one knee. Just gave it right to me, dude. <laughs> that's like Old when you were, that's like as a kid, you're on the monkey bars and you like slipped and you fell and you, the pole hit you right in the crotch and you're just like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, what do you got? What t- t- tell them about my misery, man? That's if anyone's even still listening. I still can't get over that R. Kelly comment, dude. People, you know how many people probably checked out after that one? <laughs> oh my god! All right, um. Uh, as always, like I never come into this and already write down a score. I kind of go off a of feel and usually I'll be honest, you've been a lot better with score predictions lately. I mean, uh, I think I'd written down a couple of these ones. What was one of them you were pretty good on? I think it was the Wisconsin game. You were pretty close. I had, you had, a, you, you, you did 52, 28 and it was what? 52, 21. Uh, the Rutgers game, you said 55, 13, it was 49, 10. I mean, you've been pretty spot on. I've probably given a little bit, too much uh props to the other team's offense and not or not enough props to our defense so i think i'm going to turn it around and i'm going to 
52 to 13. Ooh, 52-13. Man. Um, I'm probably going to stay right in line with what I do. I hate to do the same thing, but I just feel like it's kind of the formula. It's kind of what Ryan Day does, and it's kind of the tempo of the game that he does, and also the tempo of the defense. I hate to stay in the same category, but I'm going to. And I'm going to say 55-21 bucks. You said 55-21? That's correct. I said 52-13. Okay, yeah, because that will actually show why we disagreed on at least one of our prop bets. So, again, for those of you who don't know, we'll pick three prop bets each week. Something about the game. Um, and we'll keep a running total. Right now, the running total is I have four correct and you have two. So, it's four to two. Uh, uh, basically, I'm not- Basically, I went to him. He did it again. God, dude, your son is just. What are you teaching him over there? I'm sorry, dude. I'm disgruntled. Okay, it's been rough for me in the prop bed so far. It's been rough. You say disgruntled or gruntled? I mean, gruntled? with the shot I just took, probably both. Okay. <laughs> oh God! All right, so. Uh, again, anyways, I have a four-two lead. I went two and one the first two weeks, uh, but. I mean, you could sweep this week and just take the lead like that. So it, it is a year-long thing. And for those of you who don't know, we are going to come up with some sort of poll or something that we will put on our Facebook page uh, to kind of give people an idea or some us some ideas or even a vote on maybe what the end of the year uh, overall winner should get or the loser should have to do something. But uh, the first one we stuck with was uh, C.J. Stroud passing yards. And I think we finally settled around the line of 320 and a half yards. And we, we went back and forth, but I decided to take the over. Chad's taken the under. Then we went to Ohio State rushing yards, and we are at 239 and a half yards there. So basically, Chad believes we will have 240 or more yards of rushing, and I believe we will be under that number. Uh, and then finally, total points for the game. That's uh, Ohio State and Michigan State's uh, points combined, 67 and a half. I don't even know what the Vegas odds are on that. That's kind of a number we came up with. But Chad is over that, and I am under. Hence, Chad's 55 to 21, which would be 76 total points. And I am 52, 13, which would be 65 total points. So those are prop bets for this week. I'm going to win. I feel it inside. You know, you say that every week, and it ends up being the same result where you barely squeak out one of the three. Listen, dude, do, do you take do you take pride in just stomping all over people? Just let me why live. Don't, why don't you well, – let's play a little game <laughs> of true or false. Did you or did you not, true or false, tell me that you were done with the prop bets the other day, that you wanted to quit? I did. And did you or did you not, true or false, have a mullet in middle school? True or false, did you or did you not? <laughs> hey, I thought I was pretty sure. Didn't we trade paperwork at the beginning of the season of things that were off limit? Because I'm pretty sure that was my number two on my list. Listen, buddy, let me tell you something. When you have a mullet, and I know today it's cool. I knew okay, you wanted to get cool. this mullet conversation in. We made a, oh, I we had, had it in the first one when you didn't hit record, but you're sure as hell getting it now. Buddy, I can see it right now in my head, the school picture. It's got a blue cloudy background, and you with just this glowing... Thing. Locks, the locks, yeah, yeah the locks. So they were they were definitely flying high that day. Because okay, so today, like everybody thinks it went really funny. well with my two big buck teeth in the front. Yeah, you had it before it was cool, dude, and that's the key. Yeah, and the, here's the thing: before it's cool means it wasn't cool. That's correct. <laughs> it means you're a loser. <laughs> so thanks for bringing up, you know, 
<laughs> post-traumatic childhood, childhood memories that I've paid a lot of money with to try to get over. So it's like, I appreciate it. I'm going to have to work this out in therapy next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm glad you got that little jab in, but you know, to be fair, I would be pretty, you know, defensive too, if I was losing in the prop bets as well. So I understand. Uh, man, I, I wish I could disagree. You've been on a little bit of a tear today. I mean, you were giving CJ Stroud crap. You're giving me crap. I was hypothetically giving him crap. And also, I really do think that his decision-making is... We're not going back as, down that rabbit hole. For yeah. God's sakes, if we didn't lose half the listeners by then, we're going to lose them all now. So, <laughs> All right, listen, let's let's put a bow on this thing. Anything else you'd like to finish up before we send them on? <laughs> <laughs> was it something I said? Yeah. Send them on? Was it the send them on? I don't know. Oh, before my gosh. Stop okay. hitting before we a end story, the podcast. A story came up in my head. That is not for radio. So let's just tell them where they can find us. Now I'm curious what story you're talking about. I'm pretty sure everyone else listening wants to know what story you're talking about too. Davis, didn't you attempt to give your wife some kind of a gift where you may have possibly put a bow on it? So let me tell them where they can find (laughs) us, okay? Um, Anywho, yeah, I'm sorry I asked. (laughs) Moving forward. As always, um, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, pretty much any streaming service. Uh, We are on Facebook and Twitter, so feel free to reach out, connect with us. um, Let us know what you think, uh, any questions you may have. And um, moving forward, uh, we just look forward to giving in another episode. The next one we're planning on doing is obviously our our, our review of uh, this uh, upcoming weekend's game against Michigan State. And then we'll be on our bye week, which means we will get into some other fun stuff. So I'm assuming there's nothing else to add, Chad. Nope. Put a bow tie on it. Nope. We're done. All right. As always, guys, go Bucks. OH. <laughs>